So this afternoon we're going to have a guided practice that uh, follows on from um, some of what Nathan was saying and guiding this morning. And we'll be cultivating uh, this quality called mudita. I think he mentioned it at some point. (laughs) Don't need to remember the Pali names. Um, Basically, we can think of it, we know it as um, when the attitude of friendliness or of kindness, when that meets what is going well, what is okay, what is nice, what is pleasant, what is beautiful, um, it becomes this quality of appreciative joy or non-selfish joy. And you can't hear, okay. Is this better? Yeah? Not so, not 100%. I'm not just being lazy, I can't, you can't go near the sound system wearing this, so (laughs) got to be someone else who does that, otherwise we will all be in Dukeville. (laughs) All right, is this better? Okay, not too loud for anyone. Okay, brilliant, thanks for that. So yeah. That um, unselfish, appreciative joy. And if joy feels uh, like too big a word for us sometimes, or a concept too far away from where we are, then um, we can think of appreciation (coughs) or gratitude. They're all very closely uh, related um, qualities. Really helpful to remember with this quality, it's part of the same family as compassion and as metta, as friendliness, that um, this is primarily a cultivation of intention. So we're we're training the mind to be able to tap into this intention. It's not like we need to press the buttons and make joy or appreciation or gratitude appear. Yeah, that's, that's too much to demand of our systems. Yeah. But the seeing of, ah, this is a, an intention. Yeah. This is a cultivation. It's a process. And it's a training. Training the mind to be able to notice yeah, and to stay with. Yeah. And it's not different to the basic mindfulness praxi- practice that many of us are more familiar with, yeah, of saying, okay, anchor. Yeah. Anchor is usually fairly neutral. Yeah. Breath, the sound, the body. Yeah. And we're training the mind to pay attention to that anchor, even though it wants to go to other places, and to stay with it, yeah, to notice and to stay. So here we're kind of practicing, training in this intention of noticing, is there something in experience right now? Again, we're not making something up exactly. 
yeah? but we're um, tuning in to more of the experience and sometimes it's it's very very small and sometimes it won't be accessible at all and that's why we have compassion (laughs) alongside yeah that's why they work together that's why we're exploring here both how to attend to the painful yeah actually we can say to attend to the painful in many different ways this is one way of increasing um our resilience, increasing our our possibilities. So it's something we can cultivate and just remembering that can be uh, really supportive. So I like to sometimes uh, think about this quality or speak about it as a kind of resonance. Yeah, it's like an echo, (laughs) like an echo. When I was a child, I used to love I think I still do actually. <laughs> Going to places where you kind of, you know, call out and then the echo comes back. Yeah, you know that kind of places in nature where that happens. I used to love doing that. It's like magic. Yeah, it doesn't matter how many times you do it, it's still like magic. Yeah. And so if we think about the quality of, of, of appreciation or gratitude of joy, it has that sense of the echo. Yeah. Just think about sometimes here in the days. Um, someone smiles at us yeah and sometimes or a lot of the time we smile back yeah and maybe initially we weren't in a particularly smiley frame of mind but that smile echoed something in us yeah so that kind of uh, resonance that kind of echoing quality that it has or it might be um Someone said to me today, just seeing one of the little rabbits <laughs> in the grounds. Yeah, and some of you are smiling already. You see, that's it. Yeah, we just we see something, and it brings that sense. It doesn't have to be a big event. Yeah? It just brings that sense of ah. And so we want to keep cultivating the sensitivity to notice that echo, that resonance and to um, deepen it. And just to kind of repeat some of the things that were already said, but are really uh, meaningful for us. You know, there's any given time, there's a lot of things happening. A lot of different stimuli that are, um, stimulus that are available to us. Uh, but the mind has habits and it picks up on particular ones more than other ones. Mm-hmm. And so we're not, um, we're not suppressing anything, but just developing, if it's the right time for us, yeah, without any pressure, that capacity to also tune in to that. Going kind of, uh, you know, we've spoken about this, going against the stream. Rewiring, Rick Hansen, that Nathan mentioned, he he talks about this as rewiring the pathways of the brain. Because we're actually kind of changing from the habitual, the conditioned, to another possibility, to more possibilities. And, you know, the Buddha spoke about this a lot. I love this uh, phrase that is repeated in, in different places in the, in the texts where the Buddha says, 
whatever the practitioner frequently thinks and ponders upon, that will become the inclination of the mind. It's a neuroscience right there, (laughs) 2,600 years ago. Whatever the practitioner thinks and ponders upon, that will become the inclination of the mind. And that is changeable. That's workable for us. So we're not bringing this in as kind of a negation of something. It's just opening out the field, opening out the possibilities. <coughs> and this can be, you know, in the long term, a really powerful resource for us in a place of rejuvenation, of rest. You know, it's part of why you know, many of us and heard this over the days. We like being here. Yeah. Because it's beautiful in these grounds, but it's not just beautiful um, you know, because there's nice flowers, we can also tune in to the care. Yeah? That's here. Yeah, we're tuning into that sense of care. That's here. So that's kind of this wholesomeness that we can tune into. So the way um, we, we will unfold the practice today, and I'll just say, yeah, hopefully just a couple of sentences, and then we'll, we'll dive in. Um, is that, like with the compassion practice yesterday, we'll use phrases uh, to support this. So um, if phrases don't work for you, don't worry, you don't have to, <laughs> you can ignore them. Yeah, we use phrases to support the practice. It helps the mind kind of stay with the intention. Um, I will offer some phrases, but if they don't resonate with you, don't use them. Yeah either at all or sometimes you know we get stuck on one it's like no I I don't like what that phrase says okay leave it (laughs) change it pick another one yeah use your own don't don't worry about it needing to kind of be what I'm offering yeah it's your practice you can also for some of us uh, images work better than uh, words, so phrases are not your thing. It may be that an image is, yeah, like an image of, um, you know, like I said, it's like the smiles kind of echoing through a space, yeah, or, um, yeah, the joy of. I often use the joy of my nieces and <coughs> nephews when they were still especially younger. <laughs> They're quite big now. The youngest is sixteen still sometimes yeah the joy of a child the joy of a puppy yeah something that has that image for us we can resonate with that or it may be a felt sense felt sense of um, of that quality that we're working with and we'll primarily be working internally with with our own experience and then we'll expand it, you know, just like again we did yesterday in the compassion practice um, to more beings. And like Tony said yesterday, appropriateness. It's not the right time for you with this practice. Any point, you can bring in compassion or you can go back to breath, to sound, um, to body, to any other practice that is nourishing. You know, what we're interested in is um, well-being. Yeah, well-being, and that will mean slightly different things for different people at different times.
Okay. The joy of practice. So let's find our posture for this time. Taking some moments to establish your posture and to fine-tune it, make any adjustments that are needed. So that the body is as stable, supported, balanced as possible. Inviting the awareness more fully and deeply into the body. Using the sensations of contact. Between the body and that which supports the body. The mat the ground, the seat. And gradually softening and opening the awareness through the body. Inviting it to open, to expand. Through the body until it includes and fills the whole body.
and feeling the whole body here. Opening to an anchor of attention that's been useful for you. The breath or sound. Gathering the awareness with that anchor. For a little while. Possible keeping the awareness wide and feeling the flow of the breathing or the flow and movement of the sounds through that space of awareness in the whole body. We're just going to open with our anchor to see if there's anything, any aspect of the breathing or of the hearing that can be experienced as pleasant or okay or nice, comforting. Might include here a sense of gratitude or appreciation. That's more accessible.
Just take a little time for this to explore. It's like sometimes like listening to a quieter sound. Anything that feels nourishing, soothing, pleasant, comforting, comfortable. appreciable. In the breathing, in the hearing or the soundscape. We can play here a little bit like Seeing if maybe we can breathe in a way that's more comfortable or comforting. Or if we can expand the field of the hearing. So that it feels nicer. We might also find places in the body that have a pleasant frequency to them even if it's very mild. Places like the hands, some of us, the feet, area underneath the eyes sometimes. Any degree of pleasantness, okayness, niceness, comfort, well-being that we find, gently resting the attention with that. And then bringing in the intention practice here with the phrases or the images. And sometimes even if we don't find a direct experience right now in this moment of something that we appreciate, we can just practice with the intention, with the phrases. May I learn to appreciate the joy I experience.
May the joy I experience continue and grow. May I be filled with joy and gladness. So you can use one phrase or two or all three or your own. Finding your own rhythm with them. See if it's possible to let them resonate in the body. That intention for our own well-being. I learn to appreciate the joy I experience. May the joy I experience continue and grow. May I be filled with joy and gladness. There's any degree of well-being available now that we can tune into, letting the phrases support it, nourish it. Mm. 
If there isn't, just letting that intention for our deep happiness, our deep well-being be there. Letting ourselves be bathed in it. Allowing it to nourish, expand within us as much as is possible for us. May I learn to appreciate the joy I experience. May the joy I experience continue and grow. May I be filled with joy and gladness. Softening and opening awareness, letting it expand to those sitting immediately close to us in front, behind, to the sides. Sitting or lying. Expanding this intention of appreciation to them also. May we all appreciate the joy we experience. May the joy we experience continue and grow. May we be filled with joy 
and gladness. And letting the space of awareness grow to include everyone here in this hall. Knowing that each of us knows sorrow and difficulty, but also moments of ease, of appreciation, of beauty. And nourishing that intention. May we appreciate the joy we experience. May the joy we experience continue and grow. May we be filled with joy and gladness. Letting that intention and that wish nourish each of us and all of us. Wishing it for each other. Knowing that others are wishing it for us. May the joy we experience continue and grow. May we be filled with joy and gladness.